Hello and welcome to Unedited, the fortnightly podcast where we explore the opportunities and challenges the retail industry is facing today. Brought to you by myself, Grace Hill and Vicky Giles. From fashion, beauty and homeware, Grace and I will cover industry topics and shed light on how retailers can create a brighter future. Hey Vicky. Hello Grace. How are you this this fine day? Feeling good. good. Feeling great. Good. I, uh, I'm not running around from show to show in fashion week, so, you know. Alas, I've, that is not our life. <laughs> not our life. So I'm feeling fresh. Um. <laughs> um, yeah, no, really exciting. New York's all wrapped up. Be sure to be checking out our reports on edited... Um, just dropped yeah with an overview of new york fashion week and anything in particular you're excited about grace for london yeah so london's just kicking off i'm really excited that tommy hilfiger returns to london fashion week for spring 2020 on the 16th at the tate modern so i'll be really interested to see what happens there where they're doing their experiential tommy now which is part of their see now buy now platform but they'll also be doing their tommy and lewis hamilton collaboration that'll yeah. be shown to you so he loves he loves a wander around the fashion weeks he does yeah city to Tommy. city globe trotter he is he is but also the fact i guess that the, there's a focus on sustainability with regards to this particular collaboration with lewis hamilton i think we're really interesting to see mm-hmm. and 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 you know fun to see how they actually pull it off well any plans for valentine's day grace well another year another year single so no, feeling great. Feeling great. I'll be there with my bottle of wine and self-bought roses and chocolates. So how so, about yourself? Well, Galentine's all the way for me as well, I'm afraid. <laughs> I'll be in pyjamas. So no sexy red lingerie for Dave? Nothing. <laughs> no, can't fit into anything right now. So that will be not a me thing. Me and you both, but not because I'm pregnant. <laughs> so uh, what are we talking about on today's podcast, Grace? So today we have a very special Valentine's Day episode where we'll be discussing all things lingerie. The lead up to Valentine's Day is a critical sales period that we know about for this category. So we wanted to explore it further. So today we have Abby and Maisie, founders of Beja, with us. From makeup to apparel, we know that inclusivity is at the forefront of fashion. So we're going to be discussing how lingerie brands have adapted to meet these demands and really understanding what is important to the consumer now. We've seen that there are opportunities existing in the market with regards to sustainability, plus size, shades of nudes, and also shapewear. Inclusive marketing is also where we're seeing brands demonstrate their cognizance of consumer demands with brands such as Savage Times Fenty and Airy really backing all shapes and sizes. So Beja London is the brainchild of sisters Abby Miranda and Maisie Fisher. It always bothered them that a group of friends of different shapes and sizes couldn't get their lingerie from the same place. And they were all having completely different shopping experiences in the lingerie department. Beja wanted to make a cohesive and enjoyable experience under one roof, having grown up in the lingerie trade uh, and that being their family business. It gave them a real invaluable insight into the world of bras. So welcome, Abby and Maisie. Hi. Hi. <laughs> Thank you so much for being with us. So tell us a little bit about Beja. How did it come about? What was the, what, what was the, the theory behind it all? So we've gr- grown up in the lingerie trade. So our mother was a lingerie designer. So Aura, the family business, have been manufacturing design and supply at the UK High Street for 35 years. So about four or five years ago, my sister and I were like, we had space in our lives and we were like, we've got this amazing facility behind us where we can make amazing fitting bras. Like, we should should do this. So we looked at the industry and then there was a big pain point in the double D plus sizing situation. And that was that she is undersold like she gets granny's bras she gets boulder holders we call them just sort of unattractive <laughs> Grace and I have both we, been there yeah. <laughs> that all too well. yeah and she yeah she's got slim pickings and we that didn't sit right with us we didn't think it was fair so we wanted to make you know an a cup and a g cup have the same experience essentially mm-hmm. and then we've just sort of yeah we've been going for four years now and it's going really, really well. Brilliant. Yeah, we, we're really enjoying the ride. And we've got a store in King's Cross as well. Yes, Which in is Cold amazing. Yeah. We love it. We love that. And we adore it because we get to meet our customers. We get yeah. to talk to them. And, like, she is there. And it's just really, really cool to see that 
you know, we're making women happy through yeah. the underwear, and that is that is our mission. Yeah. So, yeah, we want to make women happy, essentially, yeah. through underwear. Can you tell us a little bit about the whole X, Y, Z concept and yeah. what that means? So it's hard to explain, but once <laughs> you get it, it's really good. So basically, these women, whatever size breasts they happen to have, are basically the same woman. Mm-hmm. But they're having really different experiences in the changing room and the bras that they're being sold. But they have the same lifestyles. They go to the same gym classes. They wear the same outerwear. Mm-hmm. Why are they having really different experiences? Yeah. So our X category is designed specifically for small to flat chest. So like double A cup to a small C. Yeah. And that size, small, medium and large. They're non-wired. They might have some styles have a little bit of padding if she's conscious of her nipples, but lightweight. She doesn't need a wire. She doesn't need push-up. That's not what we offer. It's just this like really neat, pretty, delicate look. And then we have the Y category, which is 32B to 36D. Mm-hmm. Mid-level support, wired, but nothing excessive. Mm-hmm. Just not no like heavy-duty fabrics because 36D isn't huge but she still needs some yeah. support yeah. and then our Z category which is yeah, the largest number of sizes is 32 double D up to a 36 H so that, that that's really hard. exciting it's, it's really exciting it's a lot it's more work like the styling it takes more fitting the fabrics are more mm-hmm. like sturdier and stronger but she's yeah the most responsive and chatty and grateful and we adore that mm. that customer just like where have you been all my life <laughs> yeah, yeah. Most, like Literally, really emotional said, so yeah. undeserved and must be so thrilled to but the whole thing is like these are just the same women mm. and it, yeah. when she looks in the mirror it's she, whether she's an a cup or an h cup that feeling is the same mm-hmm. it's like pat Pow. Yeah, Absolutely. I'm feeling myself. Yeah. Even the X category is so nice as well because the smaller cup, they sort of tend to feel that they're, they don't need lingerie or they're not considered in any kind of way because mm. they've got small boobs. Like, yeah. Yeah. But what's really lovely is that when you come to Beijing, you can have like a real experience and you your that expert is designed yeah. with the fact that you've got no boobs which yeah. they really really like because they yeah. feel included as, in, as part of the lingerie conversation yeah. Yeah. that's the nicest feedback yeah. when she's like oh, this is made for me yeah. and I'm like it, it is. is made for yeah. you your, your shape is exactly what I had in mind yeah. when we came up with that because it, yeah because really nice. it was like why does an like a, a 32b for example look exactly the same as a 36g like they just they just shouldn't have the same stuff going on yeah, yeah. i mean inclusivity is obviously at the forefront of, of your kind of mission and it's definitely something that we're seeing more of across fashion at the, at the moment how do you think other lottery brands might have adapted to meet those demands and what's the most important thing to the consumer right now in your opinion for our customers, she loves communicating with us and it's a reciprocal relationship that's key for our consumer. In terms of like inclusivity, that is just our DNA. Mm. And I feel like with other new lingerie brands, it's just the world we've grown up in is part of our DNA. We don't shout about it. It's yeah. just the way it is. Mm. Whereas some of the bigger brands... It does feel a little bit more inauthentic because that that's not their DNA. They've been presenting us with an image for twenty years that mm-hmm. definitely isn't inclusive. With mm. push-up bras and suspenders. so it feels a little bit. It's really nice to be on this podcast and have the chance as a new brand to talk about this because this is our DNA. This is our story. Yeah, yeah. this is what young brands are saying now. And our customer loves it. Yeah, like we but use... we use our customers in our campaigns yeah. as well. So it's it is really inclusive in that sense that we we email every yeah. Sunday and we say, hey guys, we're doing a shoot this day. Can you come? Yeah. And we recently wow. recently did one because we wanted to represent the fact that we do twenty seven sizes, which is a heck of a lot of sizes and also a heck of a lot of women. Yeah, but we now do forty five because we introduced H cups. So, but that was amazing just to have, it was customers, friends of friends or friends. Yeah. And to have all the, all the women together wearing beige. Yes. One was amazing. pregnant, one was a dancer, like one was a doctor, like all different women. Yeah. And then it, the inclusivity conversation is really difficult because you can't please everyone. Yeah. And um, 
the meth, like we get like stuff on Instagram saying, what well, someone even commented, you can't call yourself inclusivity or inclusive because there's no male here. Right. So you like. <laughs> It, people really go mad, like, and then people—you yeah. don't—you yeah. don't do thirty-eight bags. It's like We're we really do forty-two trying. sizes. We're doing our best. Yeah. But I'm sure you're listening to your customers, right, <laughs> and trying to find out where the opportunities are. So I'm sure if you did find that there was such a great demand for that, that's something you would consider. Yeah. So we introduced thirty bags. So that was definitely from customer feedback. Yeah. So we introduced that, and that took us up to you know, 12 extra sizes there. Yeah. And it's just that size of that inventory is just really quite expensive. Yeah. And we need to do things slowly. Yeah. So we introduced the H cups. We haven't gone mad with it. We just need to test yeah. and see and respond, which is really fortunate to be able to do that. Mm. Like, just be cautious one thing at a time. Yeah. Because yeah. like Mason, we can't please everyone. We just can't. And I think if, you know, if your point is about, it seems to be there's a, a true sort of authenticity that you're trying to put across, like using your consumers as mm-hmm. your as your models and using the feedback to kind of scale up the business yeah. where it where the demand is. I think even if you're just having the conversation, like I can't do this at this time because of this, but let's have a conversation about it. Mm. It kind of really adds to that whole authentic and just naturally sustainable conversation that people are having definitely so outside of kind of inclusivity are there other elements that you found that your customer is really demanding from you as a lingerie brand right now whether why free one of your questions will come up to is about like why the growth in wire free bras so we do offer that in our x category which is for the small cups and we would, they want us to achieve that look in an H cup. Yeah. So that's what we've been tasked with. Your new challenge. The, 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 yeah. the challenge is those because like we we're all about good fit. Yeah. And with good fit is a level of support. Yeah. So we're just finding that challenge of okay, a wire free in a H cup isn't going to do the support. But yes. then there's still the customer still has the expectation that it should because yeah. they don't really know the technical stuff that goes yeah. into making a bra and, and how, our how bras tricky are really it is. supportive so yeah. they're thinking this is going to do yeah. their job and mm. we we're trying and we're working but it's a big task mm. i remember myself having been a g plus cup at moments i was really desperate for some kind of bralette wireless-esque mm. bra at one point in my life and i you know did think oh I just like the idea of not having the wire and the bulkiness of it. and But I guess I didn't really consider what that then meant from a support perspective because there wasn't the option to try it. Yeah. Do you think there's like an education piece maybe towards the consumer that actually you can't achieve that same look if you are that size, but look at all the other great things that we can do? Yeah. Or is it, you know, are you kind of really also exploring the technological things that you can be applying to I to think the bit? conversation will be like, this is a lovely non-wired style. This is for relaxing at home. Yeah. This isn't necessarily going to boardroom meetings in. Yeah. And just making her understand that. Yeah. The, the end use of it. Because, yeah, like they'll be bouncing around everywhere. <laughs> That's just not appropriate sometimes. <laughs> Absolutely. So legacy shapewear brands such as kind of Spanx, Made in Four, Miracle Sue have tailored nude options to typically to lighter skin tones and missing out on a huge demographic. Kind of what are the opportunities in cosmetic tones of underwear and shapewear? Well, nude's not a word that we use, is it? Because what is nude Mm -hmm. is different to every person. There is massive opportunities, but those brands doing it really well, really, really well. We're not there yet. We're not a solution brand. So, yeah, mm-hmm. we don't we don't get a lot of requests for strapless bras as well and then maternity bras, but that's not really us because there's actually mm-hmm. brands that have been doing that yeah. and researching that for... Who do you think Who do you think the leaders in, in that area? Nubian Skin. Yeah. She's for the nude, yeah. The she's for the shades. nudes, yeah, different shades of nudes. And she does, like, matching court. She's, like, she's nailing it. Mm-hmm. yeah. And she's in America as well, which is, yeah, that's great. She is, she's speaking to the whole experience. It's not just like mm-hmm. nude, nude as, your, as, your, as your underwear and your bra, but your shoe and things like that as well. It's really important. But yeah, like Maisie says, like, they're not coming to us for a solution and our messaging isn't about yeah. wear these really tight 
cycling shorts to feel good about yourself ours is just be comfortable be free yeah Mm, absolutely we've talked a little bit about kind of the popularity of of wireless bras and bralettes and how that seems to be kind of outpacing traditional fits is there anything in particular that you're seeing within your brand that's the most popular kind of category whether it's balconette or full coverage or that kind of thing beige nails the balconette Mm -hmm. like that is a really good shape Mm -hmm. on an awful lot of breasts shapes yeah Mm. we do that really well across y and z yeah Mm -hmm. in the x category it is a little bit of foam yeah Yeah. not for boost more just for like nipple cover and just a little bit of like something shaping shaping. but yeah in the y and z definitely the balcony stars are our best sellers Mm -hmm. just because they sort of if even if you are a little bit empty at the top they're still lifting you and then you get it all sort of pushes up a little bit and then yeah. they just sort of sit neatly in. Or if you're really full on top, it's still nice. And if it's the right size, it won't dig in. Yeah. But yeah, balconies for us are the ones. Are there any silhouettes that you're steering away from as a brand? Well, we tried one that had like an apron front. So it was like wired. And then the lace at the top was sort of like a little straight across oh, apron. Yeah, that was so cool. It was so nice. Yeah. But it just didn't sell that well. Yeah. yeah. But it, the annoying thing was is that you get the woman in the change room, she try it on, she yeah, knows yeah, it yeah. looks amazing. <laughs> She's like, but it looks a bit different. I just... It's a bit different. No, yeah. can't do this. So and it's do you like struggle quite, with that? Um, like innovation in shape, I guess. Yeah, because she comes in so I want something different. Well, that is too yeah. different. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but then what's really bizarre is we'll get the odd email, from, like a customer of email, like, this bra is amazing, it's my favourite bra. And we're like, Really? <laughs> <laughs> so do you see kind of more when customers want something different is that more in terms of fabrication colour, colour trim colour. versus okay colour yeah it's colour they like because our, our fabric's not too girly we still do lace mm-hmm. but they like the sort of graphic lace and she's really quite comfortable with bold colours mm. as long yeah. as the styling is neat yeah, yeah. not um, too fussy that's yeah. that's what we do and then like the rule is no bows no bows why does so much lingerie have bows on it <laughs> I love that no bows so mm. we have we talk about our triangle which is a vagina um, and <laughs> which is the logo it's our logo and you can see it on all our pieces and our tote bags and it's all part of our branding but yeah we've thrown out the bows put the yoni on there to just represent <laughs> girl power really but even the shape of it like it's just a neat little triangle but it's got like lots of you know story behind yeah. it mm-hmm. and it's just a real good representation of the brand because it's like neat but it's also really feminine yeah, and yeah. it's all sort of subliminal a lot of power behind it I'm just I just want to pick up on the colour thing that you were talking about because mm-hmm. obviously when it comes to retail Valentine's Day is kind of synonymous with lingerie and you see colours such as red and pink dominating marketing campaigns how have you approached that so men are really easy to sell to <laughs> <laughs> they'll come in the shop and be like what do I need and we're like you need this and, and you need this and they're like okay well I'll have both <laughs> easy yeah. as and then we say you know she, she's welcome to come bring it back and swap it for the other size but this is like nice for her yeah. to open but no we don't do red or valentine's yeah. and things because we market to women yeah only and that, it, yeah. it's just a tiny blip in the sales it's not like valentine's huge spike it's like a little blip yeah. of extra sales so we would never like invest in a range for just valentine's. for that little blip yeah. when actually what we know our girl wants is just a really nice black waves bra yeah which yeah. is our bestseller so we just say just get her that so it's more about for you guys sort of providing a continuity product that exactly. she knows she can come back for and is updated in and nice colours yeah. for her and we know that she's going to be really happy to receive that yeah Yeah. and that's what we want we want her to be happy and wear over and over again yeah exactly we're not about like just lingerie for the the night you know it's you wear it in the morning and yeah you can wear it at night and you feel amazing in the morning and you know and our campaign for valentine's just coming up now is just it's it's about yourself like take care of yourself this valentine's so we've got one of our (laughs) girls 
with she's eating a pizza and red wine. She's wearing a bra and she's staying in and she's having a that's time. That's actually an amazing what we're doing on holidays. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then what we're doing as well is Galentine's, which is the night before. So we'll have a party in the shop and it's like about the romance of friendship. Mm. Yeah, that's our brand. Yeah rather than put on your stockings on the 14th of February. Like, that's not our brand. Just a spender belt. So have a party and you bring a mate down and we'll get some chocolates and we'll have wine and have a fun night and talk about moon cups and that's that's a fun night for us. (laughs) And do you think, what do you think that, that kind of general feeling of, you know, Valentine's Day and lingerie does not go hand in hand and actually lingerie should be by women for women, you know, and and something that is is not just special occasion for being on show. Do you think that is kind of pervading the rest of the industry? I don't know because there's definitely a market and there's yeah, definitely women that love dressing up as well. So, yeah. but we're just not those girls, so mm-hmm. we can't we can't design in that way or yeah. and communicate to our customer in that way because well. we just can't relate mm-hmm. to putting all those outfits on. <laughs> <laughs> all those different hats. But we don't. We've got time. That market is great, and there's loads of brands that do it so yeah. well. Yeah. Who would you say are kind of the the leaders in that arena? Oh, oh. It's amazing. What like Anne Summers do some really cool yeah, stuff, amazing. like feathers and sequins <laughs> and like PVC. So and, yeah, like, their patterns, pieces, all together. It is incredible. Like the intricacy of mm-hmm. it and the binding and the like all those pieces, and it is. Amazing. Yeah. yeah. It's an but, art. But like, it's, it's crazy. That's yeah. not where yeah. we're at. We're simpler. In terms of your question, who is like peak? So my, yeah, like would be like La Perla. Yeah. But that's like £350 for a bra. You're really investing for that mm. Valentine's Day, aren't you? <laughs> but they're not, yeah, exactly. They're like, like beautiful designs. Mm. And you'd mentioned black being a core colour for you and a, a bestseller. What other shades and colours does your customer really respond to? Or are there any ones that you've kind of seen really uptick in the last um, recent months? We did a sunflower yellow, which mm-hmm. women just gravitated towards, which was really out of... We weren't expect. We were nervous about it yeah. because yeah. it was bright yellow. But so it, did, <laughs> it did so well. Yeah. So, yeah, we're going to do some more cool colours like that. For sure. Yeah. But it's just a risk. So we didn't. We were like, this is really intense yellow. Let's not buy loads. Yeah. Sold out. And then like, when are you going to get more yellow? We're like, well, that was a fashion colour, girls. Like, yeah. no, like hold on. But And yeah, they still buy it in winter. We just thought, oh, it's just a summer yeah. thing. But it's not because you, no one really sees your underwear all the time. You can wear a yellow bra. So you're seeing it be seasonless, really. Kind yeah, of yeah. yeah. Well, the seasons stress us out, don't they? They do. But also we're a global brand. So it might be winter here but it's summer in australia yeah yeah another but a color that we've moved into the core so we've got black and white white does really well i think that's quite a new thing but there's definitely like fresh and light and Mm -hmm. modern that nice bright clean white look Mm -hmm. so that's in our core and then we've got petrol not navy not black in between Mm -hmm. petrol color which is just really flattering on all skin. Yeah. Or yeah. skin tones. So if you're really pale or really dark, it's just really flattering yeah, colour. Yeah. So that range has moved into core as well. But yeah, it's just like we say, like slowly test and trial. Test trial, don't overpromise. Mm-hmm. So in terms of like fashion colours, we know obviously there's like the Pantone colour of the year. What do you guys look for, look to as your influences for fashion colours that you introduce? Uh, we don't look at other brands. Yeah. Really, we don't really look at trends. We live in London. We look at what our girl is wearing on the tube, and then we just think, "What's she wearing underneath? Yeah. What's she gonna What's she gonna be looking for next summer? What's the mood?" Mm-hmm. And then come up with mood boards around that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, color is so tricky in lingerie as well because you really imagine something. Well, Abby's the designer, but when I work with her, I'm really imagining it in this color. It's gonna be beautiful, and then the reality of when it happens sometimes just isn't right at all mm. like we'd put waves our bestseller in like this aubergine color and we thought it was going to be amazing which yeah. is traditionally fashion just, fashion yeah. in winter you can't get enough of aubergine yeah, yeah. and it just looked like a muddy muddy bra yeah. and um, not something that you pick up on the rail no. like it looked nice on but it's no hanger appeal yeah, yeah. 
change. But as well, really like, I can sort of see what it's going to look like in my head. But then in terms of the team, when it, we're doing the photo shoot and the models are wearing it, then the team's like, oh, my God, I get it. Yeah. I'm like, guys. <laughs> you should have listened to me. <laughs> but, yeah, in terms of colour, like, it's just a mood. Like, we definitely look back on what's been really good in the past. We look, talk to the team. What's everyone feeling? What's a great image? And just do a great board and, like, pick out some key colours. Yeah. We don't do, like, colour combos yeah. yet. It's always sort of one colour. Yeah rather than like contrast Mm -hmm. and we don't do prints yet either but Mm -hmm. we'll get there yeah but at the moment yeah just like neat and simple and fresh yeah Yeah. clean and fresh so we've seen kind of more use of technology applied to the lingerie market like obviously there's the body bra marks and spencers with their fit technology and triumphs fit smart bra with its 4d engineered stretch lace so what is the importance of fit and lingerie and and kind of what are the barriers that you see there there is so much technology Mm. there and like in the fabrics and then the wires and then the straps like every component's got yeah like loads of research into technology that's going on like circular knitting machines like there's laminating that's really interesting it's just breasts are so individual yeah. Yeah. even between a, one person's pair one boob is <laughs> different, different yeah. to yeah. the other and again like one person's favorite bra that she wears every day is another person's most really like uncomfortable mm. hates that bra yeah. yeah so it's so specific we wouldn't feel confident to say this is, you know, solution. this technology is going to be the solution to all of your bra problems. It's not possible. Yeah. Yeah. I just don't feel confident to say that. And I'm like, working with our technical team, like these women have got like 30 years experience in pattern cutting and breast texture and yeah. fluctuation. And like, because it's such soft tissue, like, it, like the fit of the bra making different mm-hmm. shapes of your boob because it's so soft and then to sort of say well technology can just replace that we just don't feel confident to say that yet yeah. but there is loads of in- in- innovative stuff going on yeah. especially in like sports bras mm. like the fabrics are amazing but we do cut and sew bras which is like three four parts stitched together and then yeah. each of those little pieces has got its own curves and shapes on it to create the 3D yeah. thing. We don't do moulding, which is like press. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's sort of a one f- one shape one fits shape all. Fits all. Yeah. But yeah. that's not true. No. It can be look great on some women, but it just is coney on yeah. another. Yeah. yeah. And as well, yeah, it takes up a lot of space in the stock room, so we just... Yeah. Just go like <laughs> non pads, <laughs> and it doesn't get all scrumpled up in the online yeah. parcels. Yeah. yeah. So there's a real kind of emphasis on fit with you guys, and the and maybe the technology behind fit and the experience that and the history that you you guys have built up with your your kind of parent company about mm. and all that knowledge yeah. that is the the main focus for yeah. you. Yeah. So beige aside, is that kind of a technology that you've seen that's come to the forefront recently that you feel most excited about for the lingerie market as a kind of a whole and bras? We we talk about this a lot because some brands are doing this like fit finder thing on the website yeah. where you answer a certain amount of questions and it finds your size. Yeah. With our bras, you have to try them on because yeah. typically the brands that are doing that, they're doing it with the mold, molded styles. Mm-hmm. So with a molded style, there's more room for errors. You can... Yeah, be a three or four different sizes actually, and yeah. it would it would quite unquote fit. Yeah. But with ours, you have to have you really have to try it on to really get a feel yeah. feel for it. And that time you spend trying it on, the result you get is amazing, and uh-huh. it, it makes you feel good. And you might um, but I just technology can't replace trying on a bra. Yeah. Um, so that's interesting. How have you guys, as obviously a predominantly e-commerce business, how have you kind of gone about that and and try to make sure the customer's getting that same experience of trying on a bra this is the this is this, this is, is the, the thing because million we, dollar question our bras are in line with the uk high street like the 34b is a good 34b yeah. 
it happens a lot. The customer comes in, they say, I'm a 34B. And yeah. it, turns, it turns out they are, which is really good. And we love it when that happens. But a lot of women just have no idea what yeah. size they are, which is a difficult starting point, um, <laughs> which is really difficult to do online because you sit, yeah, on, your, sit on your, you don't know what size you are. So we say, you know, go to your best, look in your drawer. What is your best fitting bra? What size is it? And buy that and then But that bra might be three years old. Well, I had this exact <laughs> same problem recently. We've been doing this because after I had my breast reduction three years ago, I bought loads of brand new bras and was really excited oh. about it. And then I've got to that point now where I'm like, mm, need these, these, need, yeah, these yeah. need a refreshing. <laughs> so I went and went to buy some and picked up all these sizes. But I looked at the size that I'd originally bought, but obviously I've wear, I've worn it so yeah. much. It's been through the washing machine a million times. Like, like that size was completely wrong. It wasn't yeah. what fitted me when yeah. I went back in. But so. then we'll get a load of feedback, be like, your size isn't all yeah. off, and it'll be all 34 double D's tiny. And we're like, oh, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> but how we do that like, online, we get like, we've got a chat bot on our website. Yeah. You can ring us in head office, you can ring us in the shop. We're all there to like support. support. Yeah. We'll even be like, send us a picture. Like, it's yeah. like really hand holding. We do free returns. And what she tend to do is buy. A st- three sizes yeah yeah and then, and then return which obviously like skews the figures but that's just what she needs to do because mm-hmm. like you say it's replicating the changing room experience mm-hmm. at home uh-huh. with no f- bra fitter there to like yeah, assist absolutely. even like, like tighten her straps she's yeah. like oh god like, it's These really gaping it's like I'm just do the straps up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it really help. But you can't have that conversation when mm, she's tough. at home trying it on. So that's, yeah. Is that part of the reason that you decided to go into brick and mortar yeah. as well? Yeah, definitely. 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 And we hope to, we're going to hopefully open like a few more, more stores yeah. um, because they do really, really well for us. Yeah. That's it exciting. Makes sense. Yeah, really exciting. So do you, I don't know, maybe, do you view lingerie as, as one of the areas of, of the kind of apparel marketplace where brick and mortar is actually still fairly crucial? You, you know, we see a lot of stores closing down, you know, in fast fashion, for example. Yeah, definitely, definitely. So in cold jobs, they're finding that the shops that office, offer a service, so whether it's an eye test or like... Gene fixing or something else extra. Some experiential. Yeah. Yeah. Those are the ones. Those those guys are doing well because they've got, you know, you've got purpose to do it and go in that shop. And yeah, I definitely think bricks and mortar is the one for us for sure. But King's Cross is so like central as well. It's such a good destination for everyone to sort of get to. Mm -hmm. So lots of women will have their online order delivered to the shop they'll collect it from there and then have a little try on in the changing room and she might do a little exchange there and then. Yeah. Which you quite like that as well. Just like save, yeah, make her life easier. Yeah. It is interesting that online returns and that whole behaviour because I actually do that myself when I'm buying apparel. Like I'll maybe order it into the store because I know I can then try it on mm. and return it immediately mm. if that's something that I, doesn't fit or doesn't work. Absolutely. But we live in London. This is the thing. Exactly. So it's, our mentality is spoiled (laughs) really spoiled for that absolutely usability but that free returns aspect must be critical for you guys in your strategy and what you offer did you just kind of accept that that was part of what it was that you were doing and just factor that into how you were planning sales figures and things and just that that was just going to be part of your model yeah Definitely. But our returning customers, repeat customers, like she just buys, once she knows her size, you've yeah. got her. Yeah, that's easy. That is the great thing about lingerie. Yeah. Once they find a style and a size for a brand, they're really, really committed. And we, we see that. We have customers yeah. that literally buy every single bra that we have in their size because they're just... They're feeling it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's funny when, you, when a customer they're comes really in and she's like, oh, I've got that one, I've got that one. Got that one. <laughs> Got that one. <laughs> and you're like, design more. Yeah. More product. More product. No, no more product. <laughs> but we're trying to actually do less product yeah. because we just overwhelm ourselves with yeah, yeah 40, 42 sizes. And, and then to sell through. And, it's yeah. just, and actually, it's just having making this is goal for this year is just always being in stock in the bestsellers because we have been overly cautious and underbought and then we sell out and it's just so disappointing and with lingerie whatever you do to try and squeeze the critical path it is long because there's like 40 components Mm -hmm. that have all got to be dyed they've all got to be tested they've all got to be 
shipped to the place. Uh-huh. Like so many parts, yeah. you just really can't squeeze the lead time that much. I think we definitely made sorry, we definitely made a mistake at the start, didn't we? Because we were like, you know, ASOS have got new stuff in all the time, yeah. so we need to drop something yeah. every month, like mm. or every. You know, we were going mad, like every paycheck, every paycheck, trying to drop a new product. It's like, hold on a second, we're brand new brand like what the <laughs> heck let's yeah, rein it back in but yeah. this is what you hear and yeah. you're like I need newness but well, that's, you actually, actually don't you just need to do really good things well. simply yeah. really, like, well. really well simple yeah. things well because yeah. sustainability is such an important issue in fashion right now and that constant cycle of newness and new product and do we actually need that as consumers and well, there hasn't been as much I feel attention on lingerie as a, as a market in that space but kind of are, is our lingerie brands able to keep up with fast fashion in terms of lead times? No. They no. shouldn't even try... I mean, they, should, they shouldn't try to. It's, if it's, you're doing, like, a bralette yeah. with no wire, absolutely go for it. But if you're trying to achieve a decent fit in an H-cup, uh-huh. not in a... No. Not in a million years. Yeah. Even with a... Yeah, like a confirmed like, fit or an existing style is is it just purely kind of the but it's just because of the fabrication so yeah. like that confirm the fit could then but you need to reorder the fabrics mm-hmm. yeah and it, the fabrics have got to be knitted yeah. yeah and that's just the reality yeah, yeah. it's a lingerie is a long lead time so yeah. we're doing and it we're like isn't. working really closely with our like manufacturer and like our supplier is us yeah, yeah. and like you couldn't get faster yeah. than yeah. our setup, and it's still yeah, it's upsetting because yeah, you sell out of a thirty G and you've got fifteen thirty six double Ds, and you're just like. Our message though is just buy a really amazing bra, a beige bra, yeah. and don't buy it all the time. You know, just invest in it, look after it, wash it well, and yeah. enjoy it. Just don't think that you need a new one Have all the time because. You- have you had to explain your price point at all to people? Yeah, we, we do. Were talking about yeah, this today. we do. It, our bras are like mid-premium. We call it affordable luxury because there's so many other brands that are doing incredible bras, really good bras that fit well and you know do all the support for the bigger cups. At a really low low price point. Yeah. It does make it really difficult for us to explain, explain why our price point is what it is. But what is your mid? So it's under £100 for a set. That's sure. key for us. Yep. So bras are between 55 and 65 yeah. 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 And it's sort of balanced across the X, Y and Z as well. And yeah. that's another good thing about the X, Y and Z because it's not the same bra retailed at different prices. It's different bras at different retail prices. Yeah. So she kind of gets it. Yeah. She can see, okay, that's there why is, I'm paying yeah, more this is why yeah. I'm paying more. But, you know, we get our... Cost price, and then we add on like what we need to for marketing, and then the shipping, and then the return shipping, mm. and then we pay London living wage, and then and then suddenly it's sixty five pounds. Like yeah. that's just the reality. Mm. But like Maisie mm-hmm. says, when you're competing with another decent bra and it's twenty eight pounds, the customer doesn't understand. The customer just doesn't get it. Is there are there any plans from you guys to kind of communicate that whole process? Yeah, we can't to wait. The... We can't wait because yeah, this year we're embracing investment, which is so exciting, and it will give us more headspace to you know talk to our customer about, about our stance on sustainability and where we yeah. sit with it and how we feel about it and how mm. important it is to us because we all know bras have wires in them they have elastic in them they have rubber all these kind of stuff which isn't sustainable yeah but what we can be is be traceable and talk about exactly you know from the sketch in abby's book to the shop floor how it got there yeah we really want to tell that story yeah um so that's really fun and what we're going to what we're going to work on next amazing yeah. I feel like Everlane as a brand they're so interesting yeah, aren't they're they wicked. because you're able to see exactly this is why it costs this much because of the different components yeah. and yeah. you know have have the visibility and the traceability yeah, as you that's mentioned it. yeah we're going to get there the, the worst thing is the dyeing process that's like mm. just mm. intense so we'd never do like neons are just the worst thing you could possibly yeah. do for the environment mm. so we just sort yeah, it's just the dying that's yeah. quite a big mm. deal. And, you know, however sustainable and eco she is, she still sometimes just wants the bright yellow bra <laughs> and really cheerful. Yeah. <laughs> it just is. Yeah. Um, yeah, we will, yeah, need to do that, but there'll be, like Maisie says, a, his- a story behind that. Mm. Are there developments in dyes? I know there's kind of the vegetable dye discussion and things like that that you're seeing in lingerie that you're considering. Not yet. Because we'd have tests that we have to pass. It has to have, like, 
40 degree washes and it has to be washed like 100 times and yeah. a veg dye would definitely not survive yeah. that yeah. as well like with bra like hygiene and like knickers as well like mm-hmm. you you do wash well, it a lot yeah. Yeah. yeah but they're lovely shades like i really love that color palette yeah. like we could replicate that and do that but yeah like that we're not a homemade yeah testing the testing process yeah and because just the of customer the experience, restrictions yeah. do you think the customer understands necessarily that testing process because it is something that you come up against in mm-hmm. you know the whole apparel industry and actually how rigorous that process is no she doesn't it's the bone yeah it's really tricky like, we, we get emails so just saying are you sustainable for like question <laughs> yeah. mark. and it's like that is such a big question yeah. Like, you don't really, like, in what element from, like, our practices in the office, our practices in our manufacturers, our practices in, in the, the shop, t- like, testing, in yeah. the testing, yeah. in the, you know, like, it's such it's a big just, question. It's really fascinating to hear you talk about as a new brand, as, as somebody who's kind of starting up and, and kind of trying to really honestly address all of these sustainability issues. And I think that's part of the mm. part of the question is well what what do you mean by sustainability it's so broad. Yeah. it is so broad and and, and what all can we offer? yeah yeah i've been researching fabrics and there's yeah, like recycled laces biodegradable laces lace that's made out of plastic bottles or lace that's made out of like old fibers from previous stock that's been sort of spread apart but that's a really intense process to like get so to it's not an actual out. sustainable process to go but through i don't know like what is yeah. the measure like it's what is the balance yeah, yeah. but no yeah i definitely don't think the customer the customer's like getting more and more savvy, savvy and knowledgeable yeah. but just because the number of components i think like with lingerie sure it's just too hard to get your head around yeah yeah absolutely so in apparel, we've been seeing collaborations being a huge driver of exposure and growth. You know, whether it's Rosie Huntington Whiteley at Marks and Spencers, or whether it's Victoria's Secret collaborating with with brands like For Love and Lemons. What do you think about collaborating in this marketplace? Would you guys consider doing it with somebody? Yeah. Is there anyone in particular that you kind of think would be a great person I to want, collaborate I don't with? Have anyone in I there. do, Christopher Rayburn. Nice. Just because he's just he's got an interesting message that he Mm, buys old military fabrics, yeah, and just makes it cool and interesting. Mm, And that would be such a good combo with a lingerie brand. Yeah, yeah. I can just imagine something really cool. Well, like an artist, but yeah, like collabs are great because anything like exciting or innovative in the laundry market, we are totally yeah, down yeah. for. Like anything that shakes it up because it can be a bit fusty. Yeah. So that mm. sort of thing is just great, and it's great for both brands because they're bringing that audience to each other, and we think that's really exciting. Mm. Making lingerie cooler as well, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Different personality on yeah. to it. Is there anything in your opinion that's made any kind of specific collaboration that you've seen particularly successful? Obviously, it's like Rosie and Martin Spencer. That's the best. Yeah. Because yeah. it's been going for eight, eight years. Eight years. And like Rosie's not even like, she does a bit of modelling, but she's not like she was when she started in yeah. terms yeah. of like exposure and like out there-ness. Yeah. But still, like that must be such a big source of income for her. Yeah. But you can see in in, in MS like the rosy stuff is a, is much more beautiful and it is it feels better and it, yeah. like, I think nice, it's nice. the good thing about collab is it's giving the customer ch- more choice as yeah. well yeah. which is great a good thing isn't it feels more elevated and mm. special doesn't yeah. it yeah. Said. it's just got to be the right collab like you've got to find something that's relevant to both of you it can't be too too weird. Mm-hmm. So this year, Victoria's Secret confirmed the end of their infamous show. How we saw the debut of the Savage Times Fenty mm. show at New York Fashion Week, which was in partnership with Amazon. What do you believe the future holds for kind of experiential lingerie events and what opportunities could brands consider for 2020 and beyond? I mean, from us, where the future for us is, is a deeper and tighter connection with our consumers so it will mm-hmm. be more consumer events it will be mm. consumer like customer fashion shows and I can imagine that sort of thing and yeah like event, hosting events uh-huh. mm. with the customer just that would be our yeah. angle on it you know one day imagine like turning like a fashion show and it's the customers but you can also like buy yeah. through the tv the product and it's all delivered the next day like that's our future yeah, yeah. 
but yeah, that Fenty show was mind blowing. So cool, so good. The <laughs> what did you love about it? The backdrop, just the, yeah, the power. Yeah, it just was so cool. Yeah, it wasn't. It was. It, it had such a strong message, mm. didn't it? It really did. Because I think they had, you know, those lingerie shows have been famous for other reasons I think to be able to do it but with such a different spin was really exciting in like the 90s the Chantelle Thomas she's like a Parisian designer lingerie designer and she'd do a catwalk show in Paris and that was exciting like because the models were just having fun but and the product was so interesting and like oh couture but lingerie that was like really exciting time Mm -hmm. For, for the product yeah and like the makeup and she'd have like cool hat but she, it would be a lingerie fashion show yeah that i remember that was really exciting but it wasn't like an experiential thing it was just a catwalk show in paris yes. yeah. but it was the product that made it really it. exciting yeah. whereas fenty it's the production yeah it's the yeah. dance moves. it's the dance it's yeah. the models that's what made it yeah. interesting the lighting and the music yeah definitely I thought it was really interesting what you were mentioning earlier about how you connect with your customers and send out the email and, you know, getting them involved in your campaign shoots and things like that. It'd be great to hear more about that. And yeah, the, the best thing about working with customers or shooting customers and videoing them or whatever is when you see how nervous they are at the mm. start and then it takes an hour max <laughs> yeah. until they do not give a shit. But yeah, no, sorry, excuse me. They don't care at all. They're literally high fiving themselves. They high five and they love it. They love their bodies. Like there's so much rubbish out there that's made us all a bit crazy about our bodies and you know, nervous to get them out. But let's just—they're just bodies, and this is what our message is. Yeah. Like, please yeah. don't like just wear the short skirt. Yeah. No one really cares apart from you, so, so just wear it. You both get your bodies out on your website. Yeah. How was that for you? We were pretty nervous, but then it, oh, as it, it, took, it took me about 20 minutes before I was like, whatever, like, yeah, doesn't Go matter. Go for it. Yeah, <laughs> it's so, so fun. And you, I really did feel amazing that whole afternoon. Yeah. yeah. So we do encourage our customers to do it if, if they want to. But the tricky thing is they've all, some, a lot of them have got corporate jobs, so they can't. Yeah, that's it. Monday, then there's like, like the women saw you on beige. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to be saw your nipples on the internet. Yeah. <laughs> Go on. Yeah, that's quite annoying. But yeah, <laughs> they love it. Yeah, it's really enjoyable. Like Maisie says, like the mood is so like nice and yeah. boosting and invigorating because watching a woman, I even in the change room in the shop, like watching her. Loving herself is just the most like, healing and boosting feeling because you're like, and even if like she's not a perfect shape, like every single woman has got something that's beautiful about them. Like she might have slopey shoulders, but she's got cracking calves. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like it's all a balance. <laughs> yes, yeah. But it's so healing and healthy to have women together and seeing a woman bigger than you or like a completely different shape and seeing her loving herself and then you're like my size are like definitely smaller than her like bigger than hers or whatever and comparing in like in a a positive way way. yeah and really motivating for you guys as a a brand and owning the brand and wanting to continue to deliver that and spread that message definitely definitely no, we're like save our models. We always get in our boobs yeah. out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I think no, like, but again, like, great. But, yeah, but people respond really well to it as well. So yeah. Yeah, Abby did a post the other day, and you got loads Absolutely. of likes. Absolutely, right. <laughs> I blew up. Like, like, the better Insta. than all the models. Like, mm. But I think like growing up in that industry, like being around the industry, like for me, like I just. Bodies weren't really sexualized. They just sexualized. They just quite early realized, like, everyone's got one. Mm. Like, yes, because we'd be in the fitting room and you'd see all, like, the the reality of a lacy, crotchless bodysuit. And, like, we're just having a joke and it's just fun and it's not serious. Yeah. But the end image might be quite, you know, provocative and Mm. raunchy. But growing up and knowing that is like, no, it's just fun yeah, like, yeah. we're just it, having fun it, yeah it's really interesting that you're talking about one of one of the things we wanted to ask so like sexual pleasure and wellness is becoming so much less of a, a kind of taboo subject 
women being much more vocal about expressing their personal tastes and dislikes. Is it something that, that you've seen changing the industry and shaping how, how brands speak to people? Yeah, definitely. Like it's so, it's so healthy, isn't it, just to talk about all these different these different things and talk about sex and it's 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 a movement and it, I'm so pleased that it's happening because yeah. it shouldn't be scary and getting your body out shouldn't be you know shouldn't risque. be risque. Mm-hmm. But we're quite liberal humans. Yeah, we are really so liberal. Like, we like, do. You're more liberal than me. But, <laughs> like as in getting your clothes off. But I just um, yeah, yeah. So it's quite hard to talk about because yeah, in our team we literally talk about vaginas and boobs and all of it and mm. it, I think if you'd come in you'd be like crikey this is quite this is pretty much yeah. whereas for us this is just like oh you know what so we like, do normal day like, normal yeah. Yeah. but for young adults like this is such a healthier time mm, like, to grow up even I was saying to Maisie that sex education program on mm. um, Netflix just so good for young teenagers to see like yeah sex is sometimes really awkward and really funny and yeah. but it wasn't like it hasn't always been that message no. yeah absolutely but yeah we're fully down for <laughs> but our shop will never be like a sexual Place. space no. No. We, we wouldn't do stockings we wouldn't do vibrators that's not no. yeah it's like a quite a sex-free space even though it's sensual but it needs to be a place that you go in with your mum and your daughter and it's no surprises yeah Yeah. and as well like we get we do get blokes coming in buying like gifts but it's not because it's not a sexual place it's not as intimidating we did a bit of like customer research and yeah they it's the bloke that feels uncomfortable talking to the sales assistant because he doesn't want to be making her uncomfortable but Mm. she's like this is my job. Yeah. 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 I can talk about bras all day long. Like, yeah. I'm, not, I'm not embarrassed. Like, I'm fine. Did you just say bra? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. That's hysterical. Why though, is it? Because like they have considered that this person does work in a bra. Yeah. <laughs> and they talk about it all day long. Yeah, it's not just you approach them on the street and ask them, like, what's a what's bra size? <laughs> So disruptive brands such as Heist, Skims from Kim Kardashian and Savage um, Times 20, who we spoke about already, have popped up in the last few years. What positive influence have these disruptive e-commerce brands created for not just consumers, but the rest of the industry? For the industry, it's, it's and the consumer, again, we've mentioned this, but it's just giving choice to what you're into. Mm-hmm. So there is a place for VS, there is a place for Skims, there is... Mm-hmm. because that's what you like and amazing that she has that choice to have that yeah. from one place but yeah it just makes the lo- lingerie landscape more interesting it's big enough for everyone and it's big enough for everyone yeah. yeah whereas we kind of I think because obviously social media is like massive now but it wasn't we were, were seeing for a long time a certain image which was unhealthy yeah. but now we don't see that anymore as much because the internet it's amazing yeah Mm. there's more yeah something for everything more choice but for the industry like everyone's yeah they're stepping up their mark they know they can't get away with that old school messaging anymore they Mm. know they can't represent that one type of woman over and over again like so everyone's having to pick up you know the quality and the level and not just sit on their reputation Mm. or their size of their business Mm. as like we are the only place you can really go for a bra Mm. so you know just have do have have that yeah Yeah. you you can really have anything so you've all got to pick up yeah pick up the pace a bit like a collective raising of standards yeah Yeah. So thank you guys so much for joining us today. That was absolutely brilliant. Lots of boobs and vaginas being talked about. Very exciting. Um, and thank you so much for listening to Unedited. If you've enjoyed today's conversation with Abby and Maisie, make sure you subscribe to keep in the loop with upcoming episodes. It would absolutely make our day if you could rate, review or subscribe us too. You can get in touch with us at unedited at edited.com or tweet us at edited underscore HQ. We'll see you next time. Bye.